Good morning, everyone. Welcome. Glad to see you here today. Good to share this time of fellowship and worship together with all of our brothers and sisters in Christ. We welcome each of you. We welcome our guests, especially today. Uh, you're very important to us. We're glad that you're here today and hope that God will bless you in a very special way. Uh, let me remind everyone of our attendance sheets on each row. We, we'd like to ask if you would to take those and fill them out so we can have a record of your attendance with us this morning. And go ahead and check in on Facebook on your uh, on your phone. Uh, we would appreciate that. And a few announcements that we have coming up. Uh, first of all, our upperclassmen group will be meeting tomorrow for a potluck lunch at 12. So uh, everyone is invited to come and be a part of that. Uh, that will be 12 o'clock tomorrow. And... Um, and uh, we'll just be right over here and have a good time of fellowship. Also, coming up on August the 4th, our uh, upperclassmen group will be going to my Kentucky home, um, and we'll be leaving at 7.30 in the morning to get over there, and uh, we'll have lunch in Bardstown, right? In Bardstown, and then have the uh, a matinee uh, performance of that. And uh, so put that on your calendar, August the 4th. That's coming up pretty quick, folks. Uh, okay, let, let Sue know if you're interested in going and being a part of that, and uh, so we could... Uh, make sure we have enough uh, enough people driving and, and uh, have transportation taken care of. 
That same week, on August the 6th, that week of August the 6th, uh, we're, we have designated that as paint week. We're going to be painting the lower part of, of this room. And so if you can uh, help with that any, we would appreciate it. Please see Sybil uh, to let her know that you can help with that. And also that week, on August the 6th, our uh, women's mission group will be meeting at Rookies on August the 6th. And if you would like to uh, attend that, please see Brittany. Let her know you're coming so uh, they'll, they'll make sure to have enough room for everybody. Uh, today we have a treat. Um, uh, today is Youth Sunday, and our youth will be leading everything in our worship service today. And I get to hear one of my favorite preachers today. Uh, that's Kelsey Dunham. Uh, she's... We were talking about this a minute ago. She said she said she thinks the first time she did this was seventh or eighth grade, seventh or eighth grade, and she just did a wonderful job. And she just grows in the in the skills of, of preaching. So we're we're looking forward to that. So please keep uh, your uh, our youth and your prayers and your thoughts as they lead us in worship today. And thank you for your support today. Let's stand and greet each other in the name of the Lord and share this time of fellowship together. They're tripping over me Always looking around But never looking up I'm so double-minded A plank I sank With dirty hands And a heart divided Oh, Jesus Friend of sinners Open our eyes to the world At the end of our pointing fingers let our hearts be led by mercy. Help us reach with open hearts and open doors. Oh, Jesus, friend of sinners, break our hearts for what breaks yours. Hey, yeah.
us today. Um, we do have a lot of music today. Um, that is just kind of something that us younger people do, is listen to music. Um, everything we have picked, all of us worked really hard to pick these songs. Um, so if you listen to the words in them, that really goes with our message today. Um, if you guys will bow your heads and pray with me. Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us to gather here in your name today. Thank you for these amazing young minds that have filled our worship today. Please help this whole congregation to shape these youth to go out into the world and do your work. We are a blessed church who has plenty of opportunity to grow and help the community in need. I ask that you be with us as we go through this worship and these youth branch out and show our church family how amazing they truly are. Thank you for such a supportive and open church family. We are truly blessed to have this church and this family that welcomes all from our community. I thank you for these blessings that you have poured out upon us, even those we do not deserve. In your name I pray. Amen.
talk a bit about our youth group. 
Youth group was a surprise to all of us. We didn't know we were going to get to have this experience like we got to have this summer. When our youth group is together, we always have a great time. All of us are always laughing or have smiles on our faces. I'm involved in other activities, but youth group has given me a sense of family and conformality. You know you belong when you're with everyone. Every time I go to our Monday meetings, it's a reminder of being a better person and to always make the right choices throughout the week. We have our lessons and fun activities. Kelsey's really good about teaching us and having a good time. We have been on lots of addings too, like Sonic, Bowling, and Dairy Queen. This past weekend, we went to Lake Rudolph, which is the campground off of Holiday World. The youth group went from Thursday night to Saturday afternoon. And even though it was short, I won't forget it because the lesson that we will all carry forever. We learned about self-love and respect and how the way you see yourself is how you see others in God. Your self-worth is so important because if you don't have any for yourself, then you won't have any for anyone else. And even though my choices don't define who I am, they define how I see my self-worth. No one is perfect and you shouldn't act like you are, but you should treat yourself with loving and respecting yourself 100%. There's always room to grow and become a better person. This weekend has been really special to me because of all the experience I got out of it. None of the memories I got to have this summer would have been possible without the help our church gave us. Also our leader, Kelsey. She really is the best, and I know we had the best time with her this summer. I know we drive her crazy, but I hope she knows how much she means to all of us. We'll miss her so much this year, but wish her the best back at college. So thank you to everyone who made our summer and continue on into the school year the best time with our youth group.
generous givers, dear Lord, both of our money and our lives, that we might make a difference in this town. We ask this through your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave all that he was, that we might know life in all its fullness. Amen.
Romans 12, verses 15 through 18. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. This is the word of the Lord. Don't we have such a talented youth group? I would like to just sit down and let them do the rest. Um, So not only do I get to be the director of this awesome youth group, or youth events coordinator, whatever my title is in that bulletin, um, I'm also the summer camp director at Metro Sports Center in Evansville. If there's a theme, I like to be in charge. Um, And here's some of the things that you'll hear me say on a regular basis. Do not choke him. I know you are not screaming in her ears. Did you really just punch them in the head? Maybe we shouldn't threaten to shoot people in the butthole. Can we use our nice words when we're angry and not our hands? No. Or our feet? No, you cannot hit them with that either. Can you explain to me what this argument is about? What did you think, or why did you think that was okay to smack them across the face? Would you like it if I punched you for being annoying? I don't know what you're getting ready to do, but the answer is probably going to be no. As you can tell, it's hard for us to live in harmony with one another, especially when we put 100 plus people in one room who come from all different walks of life. I'm so far beyond blessed to be a part of this church. This church greets everyone with welcome arms as they walk through those big glass front doors. Years and years ago, my family walked in those big glass front doors, and I know some of you have been here way longer than we have, and some of you have just joined. And we are so blessed to have each and every one of you. No one has asked their income. No one has judged on their clothing, their skin color, their career, their sexuality, their race, nothing. We are all one in the body of Christ in this building. Do we have any Grey's Anatomy fans here? Okay. So we all know in like the first couple of seasons when Meredith was with her McDreamy or whatever and they had their big fight and she said, pick me, choose me, love me. You guys know that? Okay. (laughs) All right. I like to think of that as how God's speaking to us. God wants us to pick him. He wants us to pick to follow him. Not who follows him, but that we follow him. He wants us to choose to follow him and give ourselves wholeheartedly to him. And he wants us to love him and love all who love him. And I don't know if you guys heard that word, all. I don't remember the list of exceptions to the word all or that asterisk exempting blank from all. Our verse today says that we must live in harmony with one another. And unless Rudy forgot that slide that said, except those who are blank or except those who have done blank, I think it means all. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And I know we've got some English teachers here, so does anyone know the definition of whoever? This is going to be like a participation thing. We're all getting ready to go back to school. Whoever? Look, you guys sound like the youth. Youth, what's whoever? 
All right. We just got back from a retreat, as you guys can tell. The definition of whoever, it's defined as a person or people who. That's it. That's all that whoever is. Yeah, good job, guys. Proud youth director. That's all. This is the one time I need everyone to just be lazy and not read too much into things. Whoever. Any people who. That's it. There are no exceptions, no exemptions. Whoever. God gave his son for whoever, and it is not up to us to pick and choose who gets to be in the family of Christ. So I'm going to tell you guys a fun college story. Um, We all want to be included in something. And as many of you know, I'm in a sorority. And I know a lot of people here were in sororities as well. So everyone wants to be included in something. Whether that be a church family or a youth group or a school club. But we all want to be a part of something. And I'm so lucky that church is not like a sorority. Because I had to go through a whole week of smiling and getting along with everybody. And trying to impress people. And talking, which you guys know I don't have a problem with. Um, All to say that I'm a part of the sorority. And don't get me wrong, I love my sorority. And I know that if any of you guys were in a sorority or fraternity, you probably love them too. But I didn't feel like I was myself. And that's what I want you guys to realize is don't not be yourself to be a part of something. But I had to impress people and try to exaggerate who I was to be a part of the sorority. And I'm so lucky that my sorority accepts any and all. But it was so hard to go through the first time I went through. And so I like to think of our church as accepting of everybody as you are. I don't want anyone to have to change who they are. And that's what our youth group focused on a lot at our retreat this weekend, is do not change who you are to please anybody. And that's what we love about our church. And the youth have noticed that as well, that they are welcome, even though not all of them are members here, even though not all of them are here every Sunday. They are so lucky to be a part of this family. And that's why so many of them got to get up here and speak or play the piano or read the prayer. Even though that's something they've never done, they felt comfortable enough in front of you all to do that. So we thank you for that. We like to think that God is not a bouncer at club church. So you guys know I'm in college, and that was my nice little analogy. Did you guys get that? Okay. It's fine. It's fine. So God does not decide who gets to walk through those doors, and neither do we. So we don't judge anyone on what they wear. These girls, and well, Wyatt really didn't care what he wore, but the girls asked, are jeans okay? Heck yeah, jeans are okay. Sweatpants are okay in this church because we do not judge. You do not have to come dressed for a black tie event to church. And we are so appreciative of just that. Imagine churches that tell people they can't come because they're not dressed right for church. Did I miss that Bible verse where it said that you had to be dressed to the nines to be welcome in the house of God? I'm going to talk for a second. It's called. It's a book by Rick Warren. Shout out to my mom for helping me write this this morning. It's called The Purpose Driven Life. I don't know if anyone's read that. Oh, good. We've had a lot of people read it. So I'm going to just give you a refresher then. 
So in this book, Rick Warren gives a lot of pointers, points to remember. And I felt this was good for not only our church, but also for these youth. So youth, can you guys come sit in the front rows? Yeah, like out here. I want to be able to talk to y'all too. They're probably tired of hearing me talk, but I want them to hear me one more time before I leave. Here's your first point to ponder. It is not about us. It is not about us. And here's your question to consider for a second. In spite of all the horrific things about around us, how can we remind ourselves that life is really about living for God and not ourselves? I don't know how many of you guys turn on the news every night, but I know in our family we don't like to. It's so hard to turn on the TV and see such sad, horrific events happening every day. I know there's a lot of stories about cops and police who are just looked at so poorly now. And it's because, yes, there are some cops who are prejudiced against certain people. But let me tell you that we had, and that is not the whole. So that part of police being racist or sexist or something like that is not all police. But all police have been given that bad name. We had an awesome, awesome, awesome police officer come into Metro to hang out with my 60 kids who were all screaming and hitting and, yes, probably choking each other. He came in and spent over an hour with us with his canine dog. Just because I asked him to. He talked with each child, answered every question, even the dumb ones, if they could touch his gun or if he could show how they shoot. I have five to 12-year-olds, and that was the entertaining thing. This officer came and spent over an hour just hanging out with kids, and he had to answer some really hard questions from our older kids about why are police so brutal or why are police so prejudiced from 12-year-olds. This officer left and looked at me and said, I just want them to know that is not us all. And that's what our world has come to today, is that those who protect us are looked at as negative. There's also radical religions. And that sucks because it gives any religion a bad name. But this church family can go out into the community and accept any and all and redo how everyone looks at our church or any church. Because we do not judge. We do not exempt others. We have zero asterisk next to community. It is a community serving everyone. Here's your next point. Point to ponder. I just like how he says that. There's more to life than just the here and now. There's more to life than just the here and now. I know we get so, so, so caught up in the here and now. I constantly live in the here and now. My brain's just a thousand different places, and it's probably a thousand different places in this sermon, but just bear with me. The youth know. We get sidetracked. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. There's more to life than just the here and now. 
Since we were made to last forever, what is the one thing we should stop doing and one thing we should start doing today? Look, these are getting all nervous. They think I'm going to make them say it out loud. I'm not. I promise. We worry so much about making things perfect now, and I am the worst about it. At 8 o'clock this morning when I was like, I don't have a sermon written. I was so, so, so worried about making it perfect. Uh, Christy, I saw that look. Yeah, I didn't have a sermon written at 8 o'clock this morning. Yeah. This is what you get now. (laughs) My awesome family helped me, and they made me realize that you just speak. And I'm sure Dr. Tim does that, and I tell these kids that every week. You just speak. You don't live for the here and now. You're made to last forever. What should we start doing, and what should we stop doing? This kind of goes with it. This world is not our home. This world is not our home. How should the fact that life on earth is just a temporary assignment change the way we are living right now? How many of us worry so much that the laundry is just perfect? How many of us worry so much that our house is spick and span? How m- <laughs> I see kids looking at parents. I had to clean baseboards for years. I don't have to do it anymore. But how many of us worry that our house is just perfect? This world is just temporary, and our home is in heaven. So how many of us have worried that when we get to heaven, we've done everything right up to that point? Or how many of us are just so worried about the now and our homes now? God smiles when we trust him. God smiles when we trust him. I know I'm the worst about trusting people because I have a control issue, right? Look at them all shaking their heads. They know. God smiles when we trust him. I see you smirking, Gracie. Since God knows what's best, what areas of our lives should we trust him most? Should we just leave it to ourselves to worry? Should we cry at night because we are worried about finals? Should we worry that we haven't written a sermon? Should we worry that we haven't packed for that trip? Should we worry about money? Or should we just trust that God's got it? We are as close to God as we choose to be. We are as close to God as we choose to be. What practical choices will we make today in order to grow closer to God? That's one of those choices we have to make. And I know we kind of talked about that this weekend on our retreat. We have to choose to have a relationship with God. And the first step to having a relationship with God is having a relationship with yourself. Right? We need others in our lives. We need others in our lives. We cannot do this alone. Nobody can do this alone. 
Dr. Tim, every time somebody joins this church, says we are all disciples. Right? All disciples. We are all disciples. We are all here for each other. And this church family is here for each and every one of you youth, each and every one of you kids who will eventually be youth. This family is here for you. And we are here for the community. So what is one step we can take today to connect with another believer in Christ? One step that we can take to connect with another believer in Christ. I'm sorry, I don't have answers to these questions. I'm just kind of asking you so you can think about them. I really don't have an answer. But they're good questions. Here's the next point, and this one was me and my mom's favorite this morning. Community requires commitment. Community requires commitment. We are community Baptist Church. We are committed to this church, and we are committed to this community. I know this church supports Christian community outreach every month with donations. I know this church serves the Salvation Army every fifth Saturday we have. This community is committed. How are we benefiting our community with our actions? I did have an answer to that one, but that's about it. How are we benefiting the community? Are we doing it just as a church? Or are you guys as individuals doing something to make this community a better place? We all have to live here. We all want to live here. So how are we making it a better place? Here's our next point to ponder. It is never too late to start growing. We don't say never very often, especially at Metro. That's just something we never say. But it is never too late to start growing. Whether you were born right into this church or you joined this church when you were 70, it is never too late to start growing. Here's your question for this one. I'm going to give you a minute to think about this. What is one area we need to stop thinking our way and start thinking God's way? One area we need to stop thinking our way and start thinking God's way. Yes, Marley. Yeah, we do think in our brain. You don't think in your arm. She is so right. Do we think with our heart sometimes, Marley? Yeah. And do you think that's how we should maybe all start thinking? With our heart? Yeah. 
She makes sense. She really does. This is why I love Marley. She's going to be up here in a few years. You just wait. There's a problem, or there's a purpose in every problem. That's our next point to ponder. There's a purpose in every problem. I know I'll come home from good old Metro, and I'll just complain. Oh, this happened. Oh, that happened. And do you think for one second that that just defines my whole day? There is a purpose in every problem. What's a problem in our life that has caused the greatest growth in us? I don't think about that very often. I just see a problem as a problem. Like, oh, this really inconvenienced my day. But what is a problem that has caused the greatest growth in our life? I kind of have an answer for this. Whenever I was first offered the position as youth director, I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do because I don't know anything. And I think the youth knew that I didn't know anything. We were just kind of free-flying every Monday. It was just kind of seeing what happened. And here we are at the end of our summer, and I would like to think a lot happened. Yeah. And that was the problem. I was like, oh, gosh, I didn't know anything. And I still can't pretend I know everything, even though I think I do. But the problem was that I didn't know anything. But I grew, and we all learned something, and I learned right along with our youth. We are shaped for serving God. We are shaped for serving God. We are Community Baptist Church serving a world in need. Yeah. Serving a world in need. This church is shaped to serve God. We don't have a sanctuary. We have a gym that we have to set up every Sunday for church. But this gym also serves as the Future Boys and Girls Club. This gym also serves for years and years and years as our basketball program for the community. This church helps to serve the senior citizens in our community. This church has been home to many lock-ins. This church has been the building for many tears. It's been the church for many bereavement dinners. But it's also been the church that we've come to worship every Sunday. This church is shaped for serving a community in need. God deserves our best. That one's deep. God deserves our best. How can we make the best use of what God has given us? How can we make the best use of what God has given us? Marley, do you have another awesome answer? Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, we're all going back to school. I'm taking any answers. If anyone wants to share, go ahead. 
we can make the best use of what God has given us by making sure that we're serving the community. It is so hard for us to kind of let go of our needs and realize that there's a community that needs us. I know last week that phone rang in church and it just messed with everybody. It just threw everything off. But whoever called needed something from us. And we were there. Whenever somebody walks through those doors and they need something from Dr. Tim, even if it's just a kind word or if it's help with something that they couldn't prevent, any person that walks in through mom's door and needs something, we try to help. That's what we deserve to give. Because God gave us so much more than what we deserve. So we deserve to give back to others. God wants to say something to the world through us. God wants us to say something to the world through us. That's why our youth and our children are so important. They want to say something through them. That's why I think Youth Sunday is so important. Because these kids get to speak. Kids who are 5th grade, 6th grade, 7th grade, 8th grade. That's the ages of all these kids. 5th grade through 8th grade. And they get to speak. And we have kids like Marley and Gray and Zoe. We have kids that get to speak. As we reflect today on our personal story, who does God want us to share it with? Who does God want to share us to share our story with? The youth focused a lot on that this weekend. Who do we share our story with? We have to start with ourselves. And Sydney talked about it in her little testimony. And I promise I didn't pay her to say really nice things about me. We have to start with ourselves. If we have, don't have any worth in ourselves, we can't put worth in others. And we cannot put worth in our God. So we have to start with ourselves. And that's how we grow. Here's what we're going to close with. As our last pointer. I'll keep talking, don't worry. Living with purpose is the only way to really live. Living with purpose is really the only way to live. I'm going to close with a poem. And this is by Russell Kelfner. Youth, this is really for you. So, one time, one more time, I need your attention. You are who you are for a reason. You're part of an intricate plan. You're a precious and perfect, unique design called God's special woman or man. You look like you look for a reason. Our God made no mistake. He knit you together within the womb. You're just what he wanted to make. The parents you had were the ones he chose, and no matter how you feel, they were custom-designed with God's plan in mind, and they bear the master's seal. Amen. All right, the youth are going to come up, and as many of you know, the youth group, since I've been in it, has always sang, Amazing Grace, My Chains Are Gone. That's just been our song that I have done a terrible job making sure these youth know. 
So they're going to sing it one more time since this is my last Sunday here before I go back to school. We have a couple more youth activities, but I'm definitely going to miss them because they were all awesome this summer. And I've loved every minute of it. So we're all going to come together, and if any of the kids want to come up, any of the younger ones want to come up and sing with us, we're going to stand like right here, and we're going to sing Amazing Grace, My Chains Are Gone.
I don't think the youth have ever seen me cry. I'm so far beyond proud of all these kids. And I'm going to miss being the youth director so much. And I'm so proud of all you guys for getting up there and doing something that you've not done before. And yes, you guys drive me crazy on the daily, but I love you guys so much. And I'm so thankful that I got this opportunity. Please pray with me. Thank you, God, for our amazing church family and these awesome kids. I ask that you be with each and every one of us as we leave today. Help us continue to grow in your word. And help us to continue to grow to serve this community. We do not pick and choose who walks through that door. And we do not pick and choose who we love and who we accept. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to be with these awesome kids. And I ask that you help this church grow and help these youth grow. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen.